spitting uh -huh. Like you ain't in my league to mention Pull out the savage writings This is my aphorisms Plus I got bad intentions Call it the thirst for more And storm will have vision At times I'm on the H that Gandhi kicking So pour a cup of that life liquid That's ever so omnipresent Other times I'm on this beat Gonna catch a body mission Like Sun ain't listening Then we hit them like Sunny listen But nah, let me call my diction Hello and welcome to the Two Guys Podcast, episode 345. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. And I am your other co-host, Dwayne. How you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good today. We're going to recap the NBA draft a little bit, touch on whatever we feel like talking about. And uh, I have a feeling the Hornets are going to come up, but we're going to see how that goes. <laughs> uh, but, but before we get too far to that, the most important question each and every week, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Uh, there's a lot to just get to today. We have a lot. Of, um, <laughs> this, is, this is a lot. I'm doing good. Uh, it's Thanksgiving week, so that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I. I. Eh, Thanksgiving is meh. Yeah, you hate like Thanksgiving. I like. You, what it is? No, I know what it is. You don't like Thanksgiving food. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, and, and I'm going to be honest with you. Even before I was vegan, I was meh on Thanksgiving food. I was like, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, all, it's heavy. It's all starchy. Yeah. You don't really feel like doing anything after you eat. It's, it, and none of it's really, like, super fun, right? Yeah. It's a lot of work. You know? It's a lot of work, a lot of cleaning. <laughs> oh, my God, a lot of cleaning. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And now, and, and now, now as a vegan, like, my... You know, like like all my family and friends, they're all really nice. Like nobody's like mean. It's not like that. But it's it's like it's the same jokes every year. And it's oh like, yeah. Like I really just I really just want to go and crunch my salad in peace and just be, be left alone. I don't want to. <laughs> like, I don't want to judge anyone. I don't want to be judged. You know, does I just anybody quietly no, be no, don't I, I can I can I can hear the jokes. Don't pass the turkey down to Brandon. <laughs> yeah, 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 that type of stuff. Or um, <laughs> you know, it's just the same the same type of jokes and stuff like that. But um, I can hear it. It's, uh, you know, but so it, although we uh, we do in our family, we've gotten to where we just kind of we have like a vegan side of the family. <laughs> we get together, do our own Thanksgiving and then we do like <laughs> everything for Christmas. Like we all get together for Christmas, but it, yeah. it works out well um, to do it that way. And then my my wife has let me uh, pick a non-traditional um, every other year. So like last year we did a traditional the year before we did a, a like a Mexican food Thanksgiving and then so th things like that. So uh, this year we're doing a Mediterranean themed Thanksgiving. Ooh. So like I'm going to make Israeli couscous and we're going to make like uh, Spanakopita, which I probably butchered the pronunciation of. And we're going to make uh, Mujudra and have like um, wraps with like fresh hummus and things like that. What is so Mujudra? Should be fun. Uh, it's like a lentil and rice thing that you can you can either eat as is or you can put it like in a pita. So ah. we got some pita bread and make it, I'm going to make Mujudra and. We'll put that in with like some tahini sauce and we'll, we'll make our own hummus and things like that. And, um, things that, that sounds you know, good. It, it, it should be good. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, but I, I like to do kind of the, the non-traditional years. I think that's fun. We did like a Pan-Asian fusion kind of, uh, kind of thing one year where I made, um, pot stickers and that was great. So give me, give me, give me all the pot stickers for Thanksgiving. I, I'll take pot yeah, stickers see, but over, that, that's over all fun. anything. I think yeah. that, the, 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 you know, and you're like. Part of the appeal for Thanksgiving is, you know, getting together with family you only see once a year that you don't like. And now this year. <laughs> awkward and mean conversations. Yeah, it's awkward fun. and mean. And someone brings up Trump and it's weird. And yeah, yeah, right. But, but, but this year in the middle of a pandemic, so families, families are probably still getting together. But yeah, we're, but we're, we're not. <laughs> yeah, we're not either. <laughs> but a lot of people probably still are. A lot of people are. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like that, that adds a whole another dimension. The thing that we do at our house, I don't know how this has turned into a Thanksgiving podcast, but let's do it. Um, yeah, let's do it. We um, the thing we always do is we always have breakfast on Thursday morning. We and we and then we watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And by Aww. we, I mean I watch it, and the girls run around like crazy. No, nice. And then, <laughs> and my wife has gotten to where she likes to watch after the Thanksgiving Day Parade goes on. the The dog show comes on, like the the <laughs> national dog show. So that's cool. become the thing that we do after that. And so it's just kind of become kind of a <laughs> tradition that that's kind of what we do on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I don't even think we did it on purpose. It. it just kind of worked out that way. This is how it happened. I love it. I think that's great. Um, yeah. I, I think. Uh... Yeah, I, 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 
you could get rid of Thanksgiving. I'd be okay with it. <laughs> I we've talked about this before, and I think that the only reason that you've decided when we, when we used to work together in Greensboro, we used to talk about getting rid of. I, I, my thought was to just combine all the holidays into one: Christmas, yeah. Thanksgiving, and New Year's. Just one big winter celebration, like in the middle of December or uh, uh, at the New Year. Just celebrate everything at once. Exchange yeah, gifts. I like it. Do the pilgrims all of it at once. Your <laughs> argument against that was is that you like you like having the three times of the uh, at the end of the year where you get days off. So your it's argument true. was I don't want to lose any days off. <laughs> it's true. Although now now that I'm a dad of small children, I don't care about time off anymore. So because work work is far less stressful than home. So <laughs> I also I also don't hate my job anymore. So, so. <laughs> when when we used to have that conversation, I hated my job. So, like, <laughs> so it was like, no, I don't want any less time off. <laughs> yeah, give me all the time off. But it, which which definitely fueled into my opinions at the time of like Columbus Day, which is loaded and has other opinions now. But like Columbus Day and like, um. Uh, what was what was the uh, you know like Halloween and St. Patty's Day like like those yeah. you could really get rid of to me because you don't get any time off work so then it's just then it's just like this annoying day that some stores are closed or everybody's being crazy <laughs> for some reason yeah or yeah or I or I I'm I'm, 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 I'm such a it's funny because I actually love Christmas but the other holidays I'm such a Scrooge about because. I don't know what it's like. New Year's people are like New Year's. What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm going to stay at home on New Year's because you're not going to tell me when to have fun. I don't know what it is. It's this terrible <laughs> attitude I have. It's awful. You're not going to tell me when to have fun. I think that uh, to me personally, <laughs> New Year's is the holiday at the end of the year during the season that makes the most sense. That yeah, makes the so. most sense to me, you like celebra- because you're celebrating. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, so. you're celebrating the beginning and the end of an old year, beginning of a new one. I get that. Yeah. I think this should just be, that should be the winter celebration, right? Like the last week of the year. Uh huh. You should be able to like get with your family, <laughs> exchange your gifts, have a meal, yeah. drink some champagne get, if you'd like. I get really drunk at midnight. That's <laughs> yeah. That sounds like ideal. <laughs> Don't get why we have to. And then for us, me and Ivana, my wife, we call this the gauntlet because starting at Halloween to the end of the year, it's just nonsense at my house because then you yeah. have Halloween and then like a month later you have Thanksgiving and then my girl's birthday are on December the 8th. Yeah, so then yeah, like yeah, right yeah. after Thanksgiving, you go right into birthday and then like two weeks later, it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we, we're going to get our first dose of that this year, but probably really next year because Sophie's going to be two January 3rd. So she's when she's two already. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's just wild. So when she's two, it's not going to be like that big of a deal. I don't think birthday wise, because when they're two, they still kind of don't get it. But when they're three, yeah, they, they get it. They know what's happening at three. <laughs> so yeah, we, we got our little, uh, cause we're terrible parents. We got our little like fire tablet for kids. Right. Cause you got cause her. Old, Lily, oh, 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 like a, like a tablet. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, our, both of our girls have one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that makes me feel, Don't feel bad because our four-year-old has one and basically she has like this afternoon snack time which she gets really excited about she asks because she knows she gets ipad well she calls it ipad it's an amazon fire tablet but she, knows I, she th- gets you're explaining my time. children this Isn't is everything my children do i love it so they <laughs> she gets her afternoon snack at 3 30 and then after that she gets to play on her thing for like a half an hour right um yeah so like starting Ooh, with lunch half an hour yeah, is that, it, is that, it, too that half an hour becomes like it becomes like an hour and a half. In my oh, house. okay, good, 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 good. No, no, no. no judgments here, man. We're good. I, I'm not saying that doesn't leak into 45 minutes. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the idea is 30 minutes. And uh, so we, so yeah, so like starting with lunch, starting from lunch, she's like, "Is it afternoon snack time?" And we're like, "Hun, it's one o'clock." And so she's got, yeah, she can, yeah, exactly. She can see, yeah, she can see the clock when it says three. She's like afternoon snack we're like 30 more minutes honey and then she's like darn it so um sophie starts the the the, the almost two-year-old has started to notice what's happening and she gets excited too and so uh (laughs) so she's been playing with lily and so we got her her own so that's that'll be her birthday gift but yeah yeah uh, our girls will come home from school and we'll know they get home from school and then like the idea is like i normally let them do like from like 3 30 to 4 30 yeah but this, so they'll get home at like two forty-five, and as soon as they get home, is it game time? Is it game time? Like no, <laughs> <It's a> game time. 
It's not game time. <laughs> and you know, I, I know we get, people get on you for screen time and stuff like that, but I don't see how this is different from what I used to sit and play the care. Nintendo. And I would play it until my mom remembered to shut it off. Like that—that's how it yeah. went. I, did, I don't, I, I don't get bent out of shape about the screen time thing. Yeah. Like, I really don't think it matters. Yeah. I think I, the, I, 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 I I've read a lot of the research yeah. on it, and I've read a lot about it, and I, I, I kind of understand it a little bit, but it's, but they're not. Do you realize the dumb stuff we watched when we were kids? Like, kids are not watching dumb stuff like that. Like, yeah. when, I used to watch Gargoyles for hours on end. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not what the kids are watching. Yeah, like, most of what like, they watch is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty educational, like, to some extent. Like, Daniel Tiger good, and stuff right. like that, yeah. Yeah, they um. My daughter Zora say, was explaining to me the other day what mammals were. Yeah, right, right. Has, like Lily, I don't think I knew what a mammal was till I was in like the seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, Lily knows more about space than I do, so it's it's yeah, it's wild. exactly. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> and also, like we were watching Looney Tunes, where they were like blowing each other up. Like I will say, YouTube is awful because um, my daughter has found to where she likes these like. These like videos, which are basically just people playing with toys and opening up different toys. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Your kids my, the same they're thing? obsessed with those things. Oh yes, they're obsessed with it. Lily loves it, and that that right there that might be more harmful. <laughs> yeah, see now that is just that you shouldn't watch for hours every day because that's yeah. not anything. That's the equivalent of watching gargoyles. Well, and of course, and of course, she just looks around. She reads the room. She's like, I got. I got a dad who will buy me anything. I got a mom who will buy me anything. I got a nana who will buy me anything. Aunts and uncles, grandparents, buy me anything. Let's just announce to the world, I want that. <laughs> and it will magically appear at some point. Like, she's figured this yeah. out. So. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I do not. I do not freak out about the... the I try not to, you know, it, it, I try not to just... Obviously, just let them sit around on it all day, every day, right? Like, sure, you know, sure. You do limit it. I think the important thing like, is. I think the important thing is that it's not doing the parenting. Like, if it's giving you a break, then yeah. that's fine. If you're giving the 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 screen a break, then that's probably too much. If you're giving the screen a break, that's <laughs> yeah. a good way to put it. If you're giving the screen a break. And in quarantine, like all bets so, are off, man. In quarantine, this is this is it's it's brutal. Look, my four year old can't hang out with other kids, and that's all she wants to do in the world yeah. right now. Like, if she wants a little extra yeah. screen time, like you ha have at it, honey. It's like, tough. <laughs> it, yeah, it's been tough, and it's gonna keep being tough. It seems so. Like, yeah. Look, Although, there, go enjoy. Go watch I Daniel Tiger. Like you want to watch Daniel right? Tiger for an hour? I'm not gonna yeah. beat up on you about it. Right. Yeah, I feel like there's a light, though. I feel like we're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, we've got good vaccine news and all kinds of stuff. So hopefully, I know, like, numbers yeah, are got... way up, which sucks, but. It seems like, yeah, it seems like things are getting a little bit better, you know, like, uh, not to get too political. We've got a president that seems to care now, or we got one coming in that seems well, to care. It's, it's, it's nice to have a president who isn't, like, actively against the efforts. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> It'd be nice to nice, have a consolidated right? message. Like, that would be nice. A consolidated <laughs> message. That would be really nice. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so so I is, will say. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Allegedly, we're a sports podcast. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's allegedly um, we're a sports podcast. <laughs> allegedly. And since we, since we last talked, we've had an NBA draft and free agency. Yeah, yeah. It's been a good <laughs> week. a lot to talk about. Been a good week. Um, let's start with the draft. Yeah, let's so, do that. Let's start with some thoughts on the draft. Anthony Edwards goes number one to Minnesota. Which wasn't the, the top three weren't a shock. I was uh, honestly a little surprised at the order, um, but not really. I kind of figured I kind of figured Ball was going to end up a Hornet, and it seemed like I thought I did think Green uh, Golden State was going to end up trading out of two. I did think someone would move up to two, or would try to move up to two at least and try to take Ball because it seemed like a lot of teams wanted Ball. I guess so. I don't know. I I felt like everything to me smelled. Like, nobody wanted a top three pick. Like, that's what it smelled like to me. It just seemed like that. So, yeah. I, you know, I thought maybe you might see, like, a sign-and-trade. Well, I guess you can't do a sign-and-trade. But, I don't know, maybe, like, a like a Bogdanovich-level player going to Golden State. I thought maybe that would be 
uh, something that would happen, but I figured if they couldn't do that, I, I didn't see someone moving up. It just didn't make sense. Um, it, it, it didn't make sense that people would give up the assets it would take to move up. Not for this draft, it seemed, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, I think yeah, that was exactly. kind of the case with Charlotte, because Charlotte tried to move, or didn't try, but talked about moving up to one. I don't know why they would have when they <laughs> known Ball was going to be there at three. But... Um, <laughs> But uh, but didn't seem to fall through, and their guy fell to three anyway, so it worked out for them. Yeah, yeah, um, their guy fell anyway, so. I think the, the rest of the draft, I thought, was actually, like, pretty... I, well, a couple things. One thing I will say that I felt like this, the actual, like, show, was way more boring than the NFL uh, remote draft they had. <laughs> I thought the NFL draft was way more entertaining. Yeah. Like this NBA draft I thought was boring, man. Like no what like I don't care. Like why do I need to hear about every single time you do a draft pick? Like I don't need to hear from the guy and his sister and his mom. Like I yeah. just I just want to know about the guy. Maybe it's because I don't know who a lot of these guys are or know a lot about them, but I just like, just show me talk about why this guy fits with the Pacers. That's all I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did feel like they, they were short on, and I, I was admittedly only half watching. Cause I, I, I was on kid duty during the time, but I, I, I really did feel like they had a, a, a less highlights and analysis of each pick. I felt like it was more about the drama surrounding the pick. Um, then for most of them, I mean, obviously the top three or four, they did it, but once it got into like the teens, I felt like there was a lot less of that. And then once you got to the late first, I feel like they barely talked about the picks. I felt like it was, they were still yeah. going back to the original. And I guess, I guess that kind of tracks for the NFL. Cause in the NFL, they talk a lot about it for the first round, second round. They talk more, they talk, they still talking about it, but they're starting to go back to the first round storylines and by the third round they're yeah. mostly talking about the the first round again and then day three, absolutely the, the nfl three, was really yeah. bad for that yeah and then day three still like, we're the, the third pick there we go we've got you know the the broncos take an offensive lineman from tennessee state what what you guys thinking about joe burrow yeah right like, like you know and you're like come on man <laughs> um so they i felt like they did that extra in the nba this time and i i really like you know, for somebody like me, I really want to know what you think of the 37th pick. Like, I want to know where, where the, you know, what are these guys' strengths? And instead, they focus more on the human interest side. And you know me, the human interest side of sports is never as interesting to me as the analytical side. Yeah, fool, because you watch it for sports. I think the, the special, yeah, I think the personal side of it can be interesting if it's interesting. But, <laughs> like, but these stories aren't interesting. That's true. It's true. They're not. <laughs> I was like, if it's interesting, then yeah. Like, but if it's not interesting, you don't have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, all that to say, um, no real surprises. I think nothing really stood out to me at the draft as a super super surprise. Nobody took a real crazy swing. No one fell really far. Like everyone. Kind of, I think Tyrese Halliburton fell a little bit, which was a little bit of a surprise. I think people thought he might go, you know, top six or seven. I think he fell to like, what was it, like fourteen or twelve? Or he like he went he, he went twelve, 12. To the Kings. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a bit lower than people thought he'd go. But other than that, it was pretty. I think it was a pretty bland draft. I think you got what I got. I think what you got in that draft were a lot of guys that are going to play meaningful minutes, but I don't think you got a lot of stars. Which yeah, is fine. I think that makes sense. Um, I was upset that my guy on Yeko Kungwu went to the Hawks. I, I just, uh, I, I, I don't mean, get, I don't get, I just don't know. That's the thing, because I, I, I love him, and I think he's ready to play immediately, and he goes to a team that's already got John Collins and, and Clint Capella, and so. Yeah, he's he's already behind two bigs. So yeah, so I'm bothered by that. that. Right. I wish he'd gone somewhere else, you know, like. Like Cleveland at five or, uh, you know, Detroit at seven. You know, I, I feel like those are both spots, but he went six to the Hawks. I just feel like I, I don't know. I, I'm just sad. Cleveland, I don't even love him. And oh, Cleveland might make sense because Cleveland's got two guys in front of him, but neither of them are young and they're both not going to be there long term. So, yeah, so I don't Cleveland, think Drummond Cleveland will be there. Yeah, I don't think Drummond will be there past this year. 
Yeah, and Love won't be there past, what has he got, two more years on his deal? Yeah. Love probably won't be there at the end of the season, honestly. Yeah, theoretically. Although we said that I don't know, we've been saying too. that, we've yeah. been saying that for three years. Yeah, been, so. been saying it, so. <laughs> <laughs> he probably retires a cab. Uh, um. Probably. <laughs> Um, I was I was maybe a little surprised Killian Hayes went seven. I thought he'd go higher than that. I did, a lot of people were, you know, before everybody fell in love with Anthony Edwards, Killian Hayes was kind of the sexy pick to be like one of the best guards in the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of people really like that Detroit pick. I've decided I'm out on Killian Hayes, but why? That's <laughs> I, you know why are you out? I, I I've. Look, I've been following this guy's career for like seven days, and yep, um, I've watched I would say no less than forty minutes of, of tape on him. Yep. Right? So That's all you need clearly, you need. clearly expert analysis here. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I feel like his tape is him beating up on bad players in a in a kind of a reckless way, and I don't think he's going to be able to do that in the nba and so i think it's going to be a big transition for him so we'll mm. see we'll see we'll see i know he's got size i know he i know he he has talent but i just i i, I i'm more impressed with like denny who did it in a really competitive league than i am with killian hayes yeah. who i feel like didn't at all um yeah and i i also feel like he had a little bit of the will smith uh section right where like at bel-air academy their offense was give the ball to bill to will Right. Yeah. That was their office. Yeah. Give the yeah. ball to Will. Here you go, Will. Have at it. I feel like that's what they did with Killian yeah. Hayes too, and so I feel like his production might be a little overstated. I think that's all. Those are all very fair points. <laughs> I know you all like very him, fair though. points. Yeah, I know you like. I him. do like Killian Hayes. I just think he's got. I think his game translates. I think his game will translate well. Yeah. He is tough. He is gonna beat up on people. He's a perfect piston. He just seems tough and like rugged. <laughs> beat up on people i like it nice i nice. would have like i thought i thought i thought i thought he was gonna i thought the bulls would have taken him i feel like the bulls still need a guard yeah yeah i think but, that's fair um yeah the bulls um, that was i like probably... that the knicks didn't take denny <laughs> you want to love somewhere else? i love denny in washington i think that's a fantastic spot oh yeah no i thought I, th- I like that the knicks didn't take him yeah 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 yeah. like it would have <laughs> like yeah take ob Toppin. sure sure why not why not let's go for it go for it i love it <laughs> <laughs> don't take a swing don't take a swing next it's not like you need a star <laughs> just why not take a swing on Denny? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> that being that being said, I I like I like Obi Toppin a lot, so I'm I'm okay with that. I th- I th- oh I kind of I've kind of soured on Obi Toppin a little bit. Yeah, kind of like how you have <laughs> Killian Hayes. Yeah, I think he's fine. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. I don't think he's anything. I don't think he's gonna be anything. I will special. say he's he's not Thomas Robinson, but he's not not Thomas Robinson. <laughs> He's Thomas Robinson. He's hundred percent Thomas Robinson. <laughs> so, so that is a little concerning. I will, I will, I will admit to that that it's a little bit concerning. So, no, he's Thomas Robinson. Thomas Thomas Robinson was fine. Yeah, he's fine. It's like he was, he was a fine player for the five or six years he played. <laughs> um. So. Looking down the, I'm just looking through the deck. Cole Anthony went lower than I thought. Yeah, my boy Aaron Neesmith went to the Celtics. You know what? This is further proof the basketball gods hate me. <laughs> like, 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 why would you take the guy I like and send him on the Celtics? So now I can't root for him. It's, it, it doesn't seem fair. It seems like it's deliberately out it's to personal. get you. It seems like it's deliberately personal. It really does. It's, it's personal <laughs> to me. Um, the Hornets with the 32nd took. 32nd pick took Vernon Carey, that center from Duke. Yeah. I think that's an interesting pick because Vernon Carey is very much a typical mid-2000s center. Yeah. Very, he's big. He's bruising. He posts up. He has good footwork. But the problem is none of the, no, no teams do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you, you, I, I can't imagine there's going to be many possessions the Hornets are going to come down the court and like, okay, we've got Gordon Hayward, which we haven't gotten to yet. And trust me, yeah. we're getting to Gordon Hayward. <laughs> and it's like, they're going to come down. They've got Gordon Hayward on the wing. They've got LaMelo ball. And they're going to throw the ball to Vernon Carey to back down somebody for eight seconds. <laughs> I can't imagine that's going to happen very often. <laughs> like, 
I just I don't think that they're going to be doing that very much. So I, I, I like that pick because they need a five and they need someone that can bang and rebound. But I don't know how effect- that's probably why he fell to the second round. I feel like if this was 2008, he's probably a top 10 pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, it makes sense. That uh, makes sense to me. What's- so I did think that was the uh, an interesting pick. I didn't really know anyone else in the second round. Yeah, to be completely honest, I will say that I did. You know what? You know who was drafted fifty second to the Kings and then traded? Kenyon Martin Jr. Yeah, that's fun stuff. <laughs> that's not fun at all. Yeah. <laughs> Kenyon Martin's son was drafted in the NBA. Oh my goodness, makes, you're old, Brandon. Makes you feel old. Makes you feel very old. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. Well, you just talked about. Do you realize who uh, who Vernon Carey's Junior? Do Do you realize who his dad is? Uh, his, no. Who is his dad? Former Dolphins tackle and for I think first round pick from the mid two thousands. Really? Yeah, yeah. I remember when Vernon Carey was drafted. He was a he was a solid tackle for the Dolphins. So oh, so he's a junior. Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. I I think I I read or saw that his dad was an athlete or or played football or something, but I didn't know who is. I don't know who his dad. Yeah, is. Vernon Carey, uh, Dolphins tackle, uh, born two months after me. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jeez. Vernon Carey Senior. You know, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, first first round pick in two thousand four. It's wild. Wow. wow. We are officially old. It's it's wild. It's wild, man. <laughs> <laughs> we are officially old. Oh my god. Ooh. Um So that was uh I don't really have a ton else to say about this draft. I think this we're going to remember this draft as being very meh. Yeah. Um, and I I was wondering what what do you think about the Bulls taking uh Patrick Williams at 4 from Florida State? Interesting. I think it's Patrick Williams is people seem to really think he's ready. Like to like like he could come in right away and play the three for them. Okay. I don't know. Like and and and, and I think that you, if you're Chicago, I think a bigger swing was necessary as opposed to getting a player ready to play. Sure. Right? I think like I think that makes more sense. To, he makes more sense to me on the on the Hawks. Right? Like okay. a team that's like trying to make a push like if you swap the two picks now nah, the bulls don't really need a five the bill the bulls should have taken denny yeah. like that was the one that made the most sense right like they need a big swing they need a wing because you know you know you and my favorite player zach levine is going to be there forever um <laughs> they need they they need they need a splash and i just don't think patrick williams is that splash he'll be good i think he'll be fine for them and and and, and play some wing but yeah, I just don't. I don't like. Don't love the fit. I I I liked him. I like him better with the Hawks. I don't really like him with the Cavs. Cavs taking a Coro makes sense to me. Yeah. Um. I don't know. A Kongwu just kind of seems like the kind of guy that just. It kind of seems like he should have fallen a bit if he didn't go to the Hornets at three. Like I think him at eight probably makes the most sense to the Knicks. Okay. And then if the Knicks, if, if Denny was on the board and the Knicks took Denny, then he makes perfect sense in Washington. But then Washington got to nine and like Denny's on the board. Like, well, we're not passing on Denny. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a good fit there. Like he and Rui Hachimura are going to play really well next to each other on the wing. I love it. Him and Rui, you got Bradley Beal and then, you know, they've, it's unclear whether or not John Wall has asked for, asked for a trade. Yeah, I've kind like of heard some, it both some ways. people have reported. Yeah, some people have reported that he did, and then the management came out yesterday and said that he hasn't asked for a trade. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what probably happened is they talked to him, decided they were going to trade him, and then figure out they couldn't make a trade work. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds right. I'll buy that. <laughs> D- Denny's That's like gonna be a, my guess as to what happened. Denny's like a point forward, right? Who? Denny. Denny. Yeah, he's like a yeah, he's like a point forward. Okay. Yeah, he's like a three four, but he's but he plays like a wing. 
Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. I I'm excited like to watch of, that like Washington most of, like team. most of those guys. He's kind of like kind of like Luca, but he's not he's not as good as Luca. And sure. Luca's really Luca plays point guard. I don't think Denny can play point guard. Yeah, and Luca's a better shooter, right? Was coming out. Yeah. Okay. Much. Um, yeah. Yeah, Luca's a better everything. Luca's <laughs> incredible. I, I'm very interested in, in that Washington lineup. I mean, if if it's healthy, you look like potentially we got John Wall, Bradley Beal, Denny, Rua Hachimura, and Thomas Bryant. Like that's a really interesting and fun lineup to watch. That's a solid five. Yeah, that's that's really a solid five. If that's if if that team is if that team's healthy, if John Wall's healthy, John Wall hasn't been healthy in two years. We know this. Yeah. But if John Wall's healthy. That team makes the playoffs. Yeah, it should. Really should. Uh, it should make that team. That team should make the playoffs. Yeah, should should at least. Yeah, because they they. You know they could knock Orlando out. So Brooklyn's gonna rise. I'm trying to look at that Eastern Conference. Charlotte should be in play. Uh, you know for the Charlotte's playoffs. in play. Charlotte should be in play for the playoffs. Um, I don't think the Bulls are gonna take that step. I don't think the Knicks are barring unless they like they get Russell Westbrook or, or something like that along those lines. Detroit's down. Atlanta could make a jump, maybe I guess because they got if yeah, uh, so then yeah if Bogdanovich for sure comes over. I think because he signed their offer right, but uh, but the Kings still have yeah, time to match. I don't know what I don't know what's going on with him. Like I, I yeah. feel like he's. He's well. He he had gotten traded to Milwaukee, and then that fell apart. Yeah. He, then he signed to the Hawks, but it seemed like that fell apart, kind of. And now it's back on, but they haven't decided if they're going to match yet. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with it. <laughs> I know. But by, by the way, shout out to the Kings for doing a sign and trade without checking with the player first. Like shout out, dude, to without the asking him. Yeah. Like he has to sign, guys. Yeah. Like you can't just trade him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> way to go, way to go, King. Kings, Kings out there, kinging. <laughs> just... What are you doing? <laughs> he's in his he's in his house flipping through Twitter. He's like, wait a minute, what? I signed. What did I? When did I? <laughs> Calling his agent. Like what? When did, when did I sign? <laughs> but that that Orlando spot is probably the only spot up for grabs in the East, right? Because Milwaukee, Toronto. Boston. Oh, I disagree. Oh, really? What team do you think falls dis- out? The Pacers. The Pacers. You think the Pacers fall out? They should be healthy, though, right? Well, yeah. Well, you know what? Actually, I take that back because they. Um, it seems like Oladipo wants out, but that's fine because they made the playoffs without him anyway. Yeah, and so. didn't, didn't they add somebody? I thought they added somebody. I might be wrong. Did I make that up? Did I make no? It well, up? they they almost added Hayward. Oh, that's what I'm making up. Okay, that's what I thought happened. But they almost added Hayward. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, maybe Indiana doesn't fall all the way out. I'm thinking that they're they're probably going to end up trading Oladipo at some point. Yeah, it sounds like he wants out, which is weird, but whatever. <laughs> That's weird. I think that's the perfect spot for him. That's very weird. I also don't know what his market is. Um, like, like I know somebody would be interested in him, but I don't know. I don't know what the price is going to be for him. You know, coming off that injury. Yeah, I think someone would still someone who wants a relatively young. I think Orlando. Well, he's like, never mind. Orlando's not trade for him. <laughs> yeah, probably not um, Orlando. Maybe like, yeah, probably not Orlando. Um, you you know where he actually makes like a ton a, of sense is the Knicks. You know where he actually makes a ton of sense is Toronto. Toronto makes some sense. Toronto makes yeah, it makes a ton of sense. Toronto actually, I, I don't know who they'd give up for him though. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they, they'd probably have to part with someone they don't want to part with. Someone like uh, like like Ananobi yeah. or something like that. And I don't think Masai is giving him up. Yeah, they're not trading Ananobi. Yeah. Ananobi. Ananobi is their Batum. Yeah, right. Not trading him under any circumstances. <laughs> and before off limits. And before Batum, who was the who was the the Mavericks guy that like never panned out, but was was like un untouchable like they would not uh, was it roddy boobois was that who was it yes yeah. it was remember oh my god yeah. remember boobois I, I remember he was he was gonna be the <laughs> yes. best player in the world for like two three years or something everyone wanted to there put was him in trade, trade rumors yeah, right? about roddy boobois for like five years <laughs> and they were like they would never touch him uh, and he just never yes out. i forgot about that guy <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, so wait, before we move on, before we move on, you talked about teams in the East that might fall out. I'm gonna throw a team out there to you. Okay. I'm just putting this out there. All right. I don't think the Pacers. I think the Pacers are in. I think that magic spot is open. The 76ers. Well, I, you know, the 70s. If Ben Simmons can't get right because he's been hurt a lot and Joel Embiid doesn't play all season, then yeah, they could fall out. I mean, because they're really. I could see. I could see that going left. Yeah. Yeah, it's very possible. Uh, you know, that that remains the most interesting and most um, obvious Harden trade to me. 
but uh, a, yeah, some sort of right. Ben Simmons for Ben Harden. Simmons for James Harden yeah. just makes sense, right? Some sort of trade there. I feel like if I'm Houston, I want a little more than Ben Simmons, but not a lot more. So that makes the most sense to me. But um, yeah, the, the Sixers thing is weird. I would also just like to say this can transition into my Gordon Hayward conversation. Uh, there's been a lot of talk over the last couple of days about what signing Gordon Hayward means to a team like Charlotte, a team that's like perpetually never good enough to get a top pick, never bad enough to get a top pick, never good enough to really be meaningful in the playoffs. Uh huh. And which is pretty much Charlotte's destiny, it seems, <laughs> to kind of live somewhere between like ten and seven. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it just seems like where where we're destined. That makes sense. Um. <laughs> So you sign a guy like Gordon Hayward and like they're like, well, what does that mean for your team? Like that means that okay, so that means you've you've got Lonzo Ball. No, not that one. Lamar Ball. No. <laughs> Why can't I do this? LaMelo Ball. There you go. <laughs> you've got LaMelo Ball. It's gonna be a long year. I apologize in advance. You've got LaMelo Ball. Which you which now you're hoping is your guy because like you've signed all pretty, not all of your money, but most of your money now you're giving to Gordon Hayward, which is fine in a way. We'll get to that in a second. But are you solidifying yourself kind of in that middle with, uh, with the ceiling being whatever LaMelo turns into, right? Like LaMelo, if he becomes an elite guy, obviously that raises your ceiling of what your team can be. If he falls down, that lowers what your team can be. Is that an appropriate way to build a team, or should you, or should Charlotte have just gone the other way and just tanked for another year, gotten another high pick, and built that way? As I could see an argument both ways, but I would just like to say that Philly is also never winning a title with the roster they built. <laughs> it's like so. It's, it's like I would just also everyone that's making the argument that we should have gone that direction. I want you to look where they are. And say, is that a guaranteed way to build a title team? The answer is, it is not. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to defend the Gordon Hayward contract. I don't think it's a good contract. But I'm just saying, like what the Sixers did also is also not a guaranteed way to build a team because you could sign, you could get high draft pick after high draft pick, and two of them could become all star players, and you could still have a team that doesn't have a real shot of making the finals. They just don't. I, it's hard to expect that just, team to be healthy, which is a big problem, right? So let's, let's um, putting aside the idea that if they are healthy, they're still a flawed roster. Like assuming they're going to be healthy is, is also a very difficult thing to do at this point, right? Yeah. It, and it's, 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 it's hard to assume. Now we've been saying this for years, for years that like, it's hard to that it's it's hard to assume or hard to know what you're ultimately getting out of Joel Embiid from season to season. Now he's not been nearly as injury prone as I thought he'd be yeah. after his first couple of seasons. But, like he's been relatively healthy. I would think I would say not super healthy, but relatively healthy. And but everyone else on that team also gets hurt. Ben Simmons has been nicked up. Ben Simmons. Uh, ben Simmons has been very missed nicked his up. whole first season. Yeah. Ben Simmons has been very nicked. Last year he was. Um, he got hurt and then came back in the bubble, got hurt again. So it's yeah, that that's concerned. That's a and real that concern team, for me. The thing about that team is that it's not extremely deep. Like it's really like it's really just like Tobias Harris, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. Right? Yeah. They signed Danny Green, which is Danny Green's a good fourth or fifth guy. Yeah, he's a vet. Uh, he's been in big playoff games, hit big playoff shots. He's good for them. Um. I will say I like that they got shooting because they got him and Seth Curry. So they were like, look, we just need guys that can shoot. Yeah, I actually love so I, 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 Seth Curry there. I kind of think Seth Curry and, and I'm, I'm a Blazer fan. So obviously like that, I, there's a part of me that will always love Seth Curry anyway. Yeah. But lifelong. Blazer. Yeah, but but I think he I think you I think you'll see his best season as a pro this year. I think I think he's going to get minutes and get shots. And I think I think he's going to play really well for them because he doesn't need the ball, but he can have the ball and. I just I think it's a great fit for that roster. Danny Green too, if he can I, still play. Yeah, I because yeah because Embiid and uh, Simmons are going to draw so much of the attention. 
yeah, those guys are going to get open looks. Yeah, I also, they did. Yeah. Dra- they drafted Tyrese Maxey. They need a point guard. I hope he can be the point guard they need because they really need a starting point guard. Yeah. Uh, well, but sick, but I'm do sick, you I'm think sick of, I'm sick of I'm sick of Ben Simmons? But the thing is, do you think Ben Simmons guard? as a point guard works better when you surround him with Seth Curry and Danny Green than when you surround him with Josh Richardson? Maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe I, that's sure. that's the thing. Yeah. You give him point guard, you give him shooters, and I feel like Ben Simmons is suddenly a much better point guard. I agree. That's that's very true. Um, I also just like him better at the three. Yeah, I think he's more effective at the three. I know defensively, he doesn't he need tends the ball in his that, hand to so. be effective. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously, yeah, obviously, he he defends normally the best wing, or he should. He doesn't always, but he should. Yeah. Um, uh, I also like I like Matisse yeah, I, Tibble. I, th- I think he's a player, and they brought in Dwight Howard, who gives him a little bit of depth. No, you know, Dw- I think Dwight Howard yeah. showed he could play fifteen minutes a night. No, I wasn't doing that. At, at, I wasn't doing that at Dwight. I was doing that at Tibble. I'm 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 over this. Oh I'm yeah, you don't like Tibble? I like Tibble. I think he's a good player. Like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Tibble was a Celtic. That's it. <laughs> okay. That's it. All right. <laughs> if he was, if if he if he was an Orlando a member of the Orlando Magic, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> So let's. So we're we're at forty minutes and we haven't talked Charlotte. You go go, buddy. Just go. T- say what Charlotte's oh, done. Okay, say what you think. Say okay. where we are. Um. So here's the thing. So Charlotte drafted Lonzo Ball. I keep doing this. I'm not going to do this all year. I promise. <laughs> they drafted Lamelo Ball. <laughs> And then they went out and they signed Gordon Hayward to four years, $120 million contract. Now, we've talked. Oh, and they also, I don't think this has been set in stone yet, but it seems like they're going to stretch Nick Batum's uh, $27 million deal over the next three years for $9 million each. I don't think that's set in stone yet. I think they're still talking maybe a sign and trade. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. So I don't, it seems like Boston is balking at that a little bit, which if I'm Boston, I wouldn't, but I mean, like you get him for one year, you make a run with it, then you don't sign him and the the money comes off your books anyway. So it's really no skin off Boston's team. Yeah, but you're not going to be able to sign anyone. Yeah. Boston kind of needs roster spots though, right? Yeah, I, I I think it kind of makes sense for Boston to rent him for one year. Um, but here's the here's the thing. So I, <laughs> I I'm gonna I'm about to talk out of both sides of my mouth, okay? Because I'm about <laughs> to both kill this deal and defend it at the same time. Because <laughs> a team like Charlotte that we just just established are stuck in the middle, right? A team. That, can't seem to ever get bad enough to get the number one pick. It can't ever seem to be good enough to ever be in, to be relevant in any way. They did just land the number three pick, right? And they did just draft a guy who they hope is going to be the face of the franchise. Whether or not he becomes that is a completely different conversation. Yep. But they have the guy of who they think that guy will be, right? And LaMelo Ball. Um, I've made my opinions known on a LaMelo Ball here. I think he's going to be a bust. Hasn't changed because I think he's a hornet. I'm hoping he's good. I hope I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But nothing that I've seen has changed my opinion on that. Um, So, so, so then now what the team, so now what is the makeup of the team? So now you have LaMelo ball, you have Devontae Graham, you have Miles Bridges, you have PJ Washington. And if you want to throw Malik Monk in there, you still have Malik Monk. So you've got five relatively young, talented pieces, right? So what do you need to build around that? You could go the route of getting another draft pick next year, adding another young guy to this core. Or you could go out and try to sign a vet at a relatively big deal. I think 30 mil for Gordon Hayward is absurd. But the idea of signing a guy like that makes sense to me. I would have liked to have seen them throw an offer at Bogdanovich. or. Brandon Ingram, we've talked about that. Do they get either of those guys? Probably not. But that type of a deal would have made more sense to me than throwing $30 million at Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Now, I, now, I, I do understand adding, not tying up your cap 
right? Because you, you do a restricted free agent, you find yourself in Atlanta situation where you sign them. And then that money's tied up until the other team makes a decision. So then you wait a week to find sure. out you still don't get the guy. And then the guy, the other guy you wanted signed somewhere else. So I get that. I'm, w- but I think I'm with you, but I get, I get that. it. I get that. But I also think that's fine. Yeah. I think if they came out of this, out of this free agency with no one, I think that's fine. Yeah. You go out and you sign some, you know, some, you know, minimum vet guy for a year. Like, who cares? Like, and then you roll this money over into next year, and then you still have Batum at that point that you could keep for a year. His cap comes off next year, then you have more money to play with next summer. Now, I I did hear um, Zach Lowe said on his podcast this week a point that I hadn't considered. If you're a team like Charlotte and you don't get free agents and you have to overpay any free agent you get, Next summer, the free agent class is going to be a lot better, and everybody's going to have money. Yeah, it's true. Like this summer, like this year, this year nobody has a lot of money. You're one of the few teams with significant money. It's like it kind of makes more sense to take your swing this year for Charlotte than it does for next year, even though the class is a little better next year. Because what you're going to end up doing is swinging, missing on all of those big names. They're not getting any of those big names next year, and you're going to end up paying end up with basically the same contract you got now for maybe a worse player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that makes sense. So I, I kind of, so I get it from that perspective that, you know, this is a guy that Jordan's wanted. Jordan wanted him three years ago, whenever he's when or four years ago. Five years ago now. Uh, honestly, it? honestly, they wanted him when he went to Boston. They wanted him when he re-signed. Didn't because they signed him to yeah. a restricted free agent deal and then Utah they did. matched it, right? Yep, yep, that was four years ago, five years no, ago? No, that, that, that was longer than that, man. That was like seven years ago. A hundred years ago yeah, at this point. that was like seven years it was, ago. Uh, <laughs> was it really? Are we that old? Is time moving that fast uh, that that feels like three years it, ago it, to me? It was at least six years ago, because I was living in North Carolina when that happened. So it was at least six years ago. Oh, jeez. Well, he, he was in Boston for, what, three seasons? Yeah, yeah, that's wild. And then he played three. It was six. So then he played three extra years in Utah because he signed a three-year deal. So, yeah. Yeah. It was six years ago. Um, So they wanted him then. Wanted him again when he signed in Boston. And now they finally get to pay him and they get to have him. Gordon Hayward makes the team better unequivocally, right? Gordon Hayward, if he's healthy, that's become his middle name. Gordon Hayward, if he's healthy, (laughs) makes Charlotte better. Um. They've not had a wing like that since what they thought they were getting with Batum, and then Batum did the thing but t- in Charlotte where he discovered Bojangles. No, no, I'm sorry. Stop trying. Batum was not worth the money. Batum was a good player until last year. Batum was a good player for Charlotte. No, he wasn't. Well, yeah, yeah. He was a good two. Yeah. He just wasn't a max player. No, but... I mean, but yeah, but neither is Gordon Hayward. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm just saying people, people think Nick Batum came and sucked in Charlotte. Nick Batum didn't suck in Charlotte. He just wasn't a max player. Like, that's, that's the thing. Like, like he, well, he was a solid starting 2-3, two, two-way player. Like, yes. if, if he was the third best player yes. on your team, nobody would think ill of Nicholas Batum. Yes. But he sucked last year. Last year, he was gone. Last year, he was absent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he sucked last yeah. year. He got benched. Yeah, yeah. Last year was no good. Um, but you know, I'm just saying. For three years, Nick Batum wasn't bad there. Um. So I think sliding him, sliding Hayward into that spot makes the team better. Um, I'm a little not really concerned because I don't think you should be concerned with the roster that Charlotte has because it's not really that great. Yeah. But I am a little concerned about how the starting lineup and the backup lineup looks. Because you have Terry Rozier there, which I think they're going to try to shop if they have it. I've heard that the Clippers were interested, but I don't really know what that kind of a deal looks like. Um, but you've got Lamella Ball starting at the one, like that's just happening. Yeah, that's happening. Like, that's like, <laughs> and, like I don't. And Hayward's going to be whatever the two else or happens. Three. That's happening. Yep, Hayward's going to be the two or and the three. Hayward's and Hayward's definitely starting at the two or the three. And PJ Washington's probably starting at the four. Yep. So that's probably your three of your of your of your starting lineup and Co- right and there. And Cody at the five, um, like Cody. No, nobody else is starting at the five. It's going to be Cody. I th- probably, but it wouldn't. They re-signed Biz. Wouldn't shock me if they start at Biz at the five. Okay. 
They like Biz at the. They like Biz at the five for whatever. But reason. St- wouldn't shock. But me. still, probably going to be. Cody. But you're still looking at a Rozier Bridges Graham for one spot. <laughs> Rozier Rozier Bridges Graham Monk Monk yeah yeah I but- think they like Monk at the two okay but they so. So the, the the interesting thing for me is the two spot because Gordon Hayward is a natural three. He likes playing the three, but I think it if you put him at the three now you who are you starting at the two. So now you're gonna start Graham at the two, probably. Yeah, you, right. Kind of half. So now Rozier's coming off the bench. <laughs> Poor Terry yeah, Rozier with Malik Monk. <laughs> Poor Terry Rozier. <laughs> but the thing for me is, I kind of like Graham off the bench better. I like Graham as the as the scoring punch off the bench. Sure. I think that's probably kind of his destiny. So I think the lineup that probably makes the most sense would be Ball with Hayward at the two, Bridges at the three, Washington and Zeller. That makes the most sense to me. That's what makes the most sense. But but then Graham that and makes Rozier the most sense to me. I think. <laughs> That leaves Graham, Rozier, and Monk yeah. all on the bench. One of those guys isn't going to get yeah. minutes, and it's not going to be happy. <laughs> and it's going to be Monk. It's likely going to be, gonna Monk. be Monk. Although Monk is very movable. I think that pe- t- some teams in the league like him, and he's, you know, it's short deal. Yeah. It's, you know, taking the swing. I, I think Monk is very movable. Monk could play the three. Yeah, isn't that a really small lineup with Rozier, Graham, and Monk on the on the court at once? It's really small, but it's really small. But guess what? That was the lineup last year. Yeah, true. And and you know, honestly, it, honestly, it wouldn't kill them to have Hayward play like twenty eight minutes a night instead of thirty eight minutes. You know what I mean? Like, so it definitely would. Yeah, so it staggering wouldn't. Monk into that starting lineup, but wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I also think that what the what was the conversation they had with Hayward when he signed? Like like they like he has to know he he no he has to know he went to Charlotte, right? <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> no. He's gonna show up and he's gonna be like, All right, let's go catch a Colts game and they're gonna be like, Where do you think you are? <laughs> I mean, like, it, you, you signed that deal in Charlotte. Like, you know what you're signing up for. Like, you're not signing up for 55 wins, right? <laughs> like, you are aware of this, right, Gordon? <laughs> I think he thinks he's going to be the number one option there, and he's going to have a shot to maybe lead them to the seventh seed and become a hero. And, and I think that's probably appealing to him. And honestly, it makes sense. It's fun. I, I don't hate the Hayward deal. There's not a single part of the Hayward deal that I hate. I'm I'm all in for the Hayward deal. I think it's fine. I don't like stretching Batum if that's how you have to do it because then you've got $9 million less than the other teams the next two years instead of just eating that deal. I feel like yeah. you should be creative enough to make room for Gordon Hayward. Like, you, you're you not that... You're, you're already $20 million under the cap. Like, it can't be that hard to make room, right? Um, yeah, just move Cody. Move Cody. Take, take, find someone, some, find someone to eat Cody's contract. Yeah, you. or something. Like, I, I feel like that can't be that hard. <laughs> but, um, or stretch Cody. No, don't stretch. Just don't. St- I'm, I'm, I'm just adamantly against the stretch provision. Just stop it. Just don't stretch. Just eat the money. Be done with it. <laughs> it just, every team is up against the cap every year. And if you, if you, if you handicap yourself on that, you're just, you're, you're not asking for any favors, right? You've got, we've talked we, we've talked about this stretch provision i'm not anti-stretch but i'm very it's very rarely that i'm pro yeah i'm anti-stretch if they had stretched him in order if they had stretched him to sign durant that makes sense yeah me. that makes more sense yeah that's fine but uh but the hayward you, you, you but look stretching at, him to stretching yeah. him to overpay gordon hayward doesn't make sense yeah you look at that cap though you look at that miles bridges locked up through 23 right pj washington locked up through 24 um you might have to pay Devonte graham might have to pay Cody, but outside of that, you don't have to pay anybody. Lamelo Ball, you're not going to have to pay during Gordon Hayward's contract. You got to spend that money. That money has to be spent. You've got a salary for. Yeah. You got twenty three million dollars in dedicated contracts for next year, not this season, but next season. What are you going to do? Yeah. Charlotte's not getting Durant, right? So you you spend that money yeah. on a player who can help you, who can be a number one option for your team and help you put put position you the playoffs. Charlotte doesn't need another pick. Charlotte's got good young youth, right? I mean, sure, if yeah. if that pick becomes Kevin Durant, sure. I don't know why Kevin Durant's the name we keep bringing up here, but 
Uh, but, well, because, but we don't know that know that's going to happen, right? <laughs> and we, yeah, and we know Charlotte's not getting the number one pick because that just doesn't happen, right? They've had, yeah. they've had legit chances at exactly. the number one pick. It just doesn't happen. So, you know, so it's not like they're getting Cade Cunningham right. next year. Just just try to win. Build with the young pieces you have, which are very solid. And if you see an opportunity to get better, take it. And Gordon Hayward was an opportunity to get better. I don't have any problem with this. I think it makes sense. I'm with you. I, I, I've talked, I've come, I've gone, I've had a complete like 360 on this deal, not a 180. <laughs> a 360. That's Atlanta. You, I've you gone completely it, you all the way around. You like it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the, the Batum stretch. I've been all over the place. Like. It's been an emo- it's been an emotional four days for me, <laughs> but I have, but I think I ultimately like the deal. It makes the team better. I st- they still have cap space. I think they probably would. It would be a stretch to say they have cap max room. They don't have max room, but they still going to be able to sign another good player next summer. They're going to have about twenty million cap space. Yeah, next summer. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, they'll have they'll have about twenty now because they would have had like thirty, but now with the nine mil from Batum. Or- yeah. They're, they're gonna have about twenty. Yeah. Now, now um, again, we're not factoring in Devontae Graham and Cody Zeller who need new deals next year, so that's a factor. But I think that's. Great. I do, I do, I do not. I think I do not think Cody Zeller's getting a new deal. I, I think you're probably right. Although the you know the market for centers is so low right now that like you know they might be able to bring him back on like three years thirty or three years twenty five yeah, or something, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I think Charlotte is probably signing a big next year, next yeah. summer. And you could get, you know, you look uh, like Robin Lopez just signed like for seven million per in Washington. Um, you know those types of deals. Hassan Whiteside's looking at nine million per. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. I'm good. No, no, no. Thanks. I'm not saying no, for thanks. you. I'm just talking about. I'm just talking about <laughs> bigs starting bigs getting what they're what they're making right. The oh, money they're making, okay, right? Okay. Montrezl Harrell signed okay. for the MLE. I know that's in the Lake. Or I know that's with LA, but you know, um, yeah. Charlotte tried. To, Charlotte offered him more money, and he still went yeah. to LA. Um, you know, but but that's that's what I'm saying. I wasn't saying like Whiteside's a guy that you should go after. I'm just saying starting centers yeah, are getting paid. Me. Yeah, starting centers are getting paid <laughs> in like the MLE range. That's what they're getting paid. So, yeah. so I think with 20 mil on the books next year, I think they can get a very solid. Uh, starting five. Yeah, I think so too. I really do. Um, the, the 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 key for them, the, the the whole key for them. This has been a lot. This is probably the most Charlotte talk that's been on a podcast that's not been a Charlotte based. I, I will say they did. <laughs> I will say they did two of the two of the more interesting moves from the past week. So I think it's I think it's valid to talk about them. Lamelo Ball is one of the most interesting picks in the draft, whether you like it or not, right? And Gordon Hayward yeah. was an interesting signing. So I think that makes sense. They um, the key for them is Mello. Like that's yeah. that's that's that team is gonna be as good as Mello is. Yeah. yeah. If Mel if 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 Mello ascends to All Star level, that team has a shot to be good. Here's my question like, for you, right? He, if, I hear with Lamelo Ball, everyone's like, "What if he's Marco Carter Williams?" Then people are like, "What if he's, you know, what if he's Ben Simmons?" Like that kind of thing. Like they swing from what if he's terrible to what if he's amazing. What if he's Lonzo Ball? Yeah. What does that work for you? Like, what if he's what if he's a that's a fine fine player? Nothing great, nothing bad, just a that's fine, fine player. Yeah. Okay. You know what Charlotte needs? Fine, fine players. players. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. That'd be if I would take fine. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Fine works. Fine works. You know. Fine works great. And it's nice that they've you know facilitated him with like slashing players and players that can shoot and stuff like that because he's going to be able to find Miles Bridges cutting. He's going to be able to find PJ Washington in the corner. Like those are things he's going that Lamelo Ball yeah. can do. PJ's going to post up. PJ's going to post up in that corner and he's going to go to the basket and he's going to be able to find PJ in the corner for the yep. three. That's PJ's shot. He's gonna be able to find Gordon Hayward trailing on the wing yep. for a three. It's gonna be. I, I think. I think it. The team makes sense. I realize it's Charlotte, and we're all. Everyone's like, 
conditioned to make fun of them, but it makes sense. Like, the team on paper makes sense. You know, the last two years, they've done a pretty good job. They really have in the draft and trying, you know, trying to surround the time. I mean, we don't love the Terry Rozier deal. We don't love the way Kemba left, but, uh, you know, all, all I in think, all, it yeah, seems like they have a plan. It seems like they have a plan, and that's good. That's something that... The Rozier deal, I've come around on the Rozier deal. That, that In hindsight, that deal could have been a lot worse. It could have been. It definitely and could have been. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. I'm actually, it's only was. 19 mil <laughs> yeah and it's only for two more years yep. that's that's fine <laughs> that's, that's yeah. fine yeah next year it's an expiring deal so <laughs> yeah next year it's an expiring you can move and they probably move it this year honestly they might yeah if if, if mellow comes out if Melo comes out and really looks like the real deal, they're definitely moving Terry yeah. And he could help. Terry Rozier could help a contender. He really could. He could help a team like the Clippers. Now, I don't know what the Clippers have to give up. Like, what do you, yeah. you know, what do you want to, you want a little. He makes perfect sense for the Clippers. Yeah, you want a little Zubac and, and Luke Kennard? Like, is that, is that doing it for you? I don't know. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, like, unless we're taking back, like, Patrick Beverly. Yeah. And I, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. I'd, I'd rather just keep. I'll I'll like, tell you what not not to step on our our talk a little bit Clippers now they they signed uh uh a right they did so that they so did. that that that's nice but I mean you look at that team that I mean you're looking at Paul George Kawhi Leonard Patrick Beverly Lou Williams Ivaka Subak Luke Kennard and Serge Ibaka so you've got seven players that can play ish. And then, like, that's it. Like, I, I'm a little worried about this team from a depth perception perspective. Oh, little worried, are you? Yeah. Listen, I can't wait for them to lose to Portland in the second round. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. I, I can't don't, wait don't for it. Don't get me too excited here. Don't, don't get me too excited. <laughs> I haven't. That team, I am listen. I haven't had my Portland gasm on the, on the podcast. Last, <laughs> last week, I talked about uh, how much I love the Robert Covington move. Everything they've done since, I've just been more excited about. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say i will say this man like look the two teams in the we, we don't have time we didn't even really even get into the west at all no but the teams in the every team in the west pretty much got better except for i think the the nuggets i think the nuggets yeah, houston worse. houston did the nuggets better. lost oh houston well he, i don't even count you don't count Houston because that's <laughs> I don't, because I think they're going to end up moving one of those guys, and I think that they're probably going to not really be a factor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know that you can say the Thunder honestly. got better. Um, they might still be good, and they did. Yeah, the Thunder really did get like, better. You're right. Building, You're right. The yeah. Thunder didn't get better. Yeah. But Phoenix, but yeah, Portland Phoenix got, got better. better. Portland got better. Golden State got better. Phoenix got better. The Lakers got better. Yeah, Lakers got the better. Lakers. <laughs> Lakers, yeah. The Lakers, I think, are the clear favorite the Lakers, going into that's, next that's season. Just, this it's season. just unfair what the Lakers did. Yeah, and they got, and it looks like they're going to sign Mark Gasol. Yeah, that's just silly. It's silly. Yeah, they got better. Yeah. They're they're the clear favorite. By the way, we did, we um, haven't talked about Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson, poor Clay Thompson. I'm very sad about that. Oh yeah. How much do you think? I said Golden State got better. Yeah. yeah that's how much right. do you think that hurts Golden State? Um, because they'll still have Steph, still have Wiggins, Wiseman. Um, didn't they bring somebody in? Didn't they get somebody to, they got, oh, they got Ubre. They got Kelly Ubre, who I really like. They got Ubre. Um, yeah. They still got Draymond Green. Yeah. That team's, that, that's a playoff it's team, a playoff right? Team. I would think so. Wait, right? at, least, at least fighting for the yeah. playoffs. I would think so. Now they're still pretty razor thin, but I don't think they're as thin as they were last year. Like going into last year, you were like, and the other, but I, I, I think they're, yeah, I think they've the, got the, more. The thing that we were just talking about with the East is the same problem for the West. Like, who falls out? Yeah. Oh, they got Brad Wanamaker, too. That's right. Brad, s- sneaky good little signing there, Brad Wanamaker for Golden State. Another team in the West that I don't think got better was Dallas. I don't think Dallas got better. Didn't they get Josh Richardson? Did they? I think they got Josh Richardson. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Does that make them better? <laughs> I don't know. A team like Luca might be enough. <laughs> And so you add, you know, right. you add. Look, and if Chris, that, if Porzingis can stay healthy. Yeah, yeah. that's a big if. He's already hurt. But, uh, yeah, they got Josh Richardson and uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, which whatever. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Dallas. I think, I think Josh Richardson is a net plus for them. So in the, in, in the West, you're looking at OKC probably falling out. Depending on what happens with the Houston, they probably fall out. 
depending. It's still it, it's not un, it's not clear what they're gonna do. Yeah, but I think at least one of those guys gets moved. Yep. So let's say two spots opens up in the east or in the west. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, and then you gotta think, gotta think Golden State, and you gotta think Phoenix, and you gotta think Memphis. Yeah, and probably, and, right? and I never, I never completely count out San Antonio. They were only three games out last year. You can't count out San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't completely count them out, even though they really didn't do anything in the off season to get better. They did add uh, uh, Devin Vassell in the in the draft, who I like, but um, yeah, yeah, we won't count them out. I wonder. I wonder if they blow it up. It just seems like Pop doesn't have it in him to blow it up. <laughs> Who ends up with the worst record in the in the West? Uh, Look at those teams. Like, yeah, is it going to be Sacramento? That's the other thing. Like, you got New Orleans there. I know they lost Drew, but like they've still got a good team. And don't they have Stephen Adams now? Didn't New Orleans get Stephen Adams? Yeah. 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 Who ends up with the that? That's good. I feel like. Any of those fifteen teams ends up last is terribly disappointing. It's got to be Minnesota, right? Like, because we we expect good things from Minnesota oh every God. year, it's and they always amazing. stink. They always stink. So it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be incredible <laughs> if they end up with the worst record. <laughs> it's gonna be so much fun. And then they'll get the number one pick, and they'll draft Cade Cunningham, who everyone thinks is the second coming. So <laughs> he's what that team needs too. That team needs a wing team. It's it's if only they yeah, had I don't, I don't yeah, know who ends up if only they had somebody like Robert Covington on that roster. <laughs> Sorry, if only right, <laughs> if only it would make sense. Oh. Um, yeah. So we've gone an hour and five minutes. We should probably let this go. Otherwise, I'm just going to start talking Blazers, and I don't need to do that. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can. Next week we'll do a round two. We can talk Lakers. We can talk Blazers. We can do all nice, that. nice. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> so uh, before we go, uh, let me just mention it really helps us out if you go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave us a nice review. So please do. That about does it for this week. You can find us on Facebook, download us on iTunes, Stitcher, check us out at twoguyspodcast.com. Uh, I forget to do this every episode, but I should do it every episode. Shout out to Serge Severe for letting us use his music. He's phenomenal. He's fantastic. Check him out. Uh, you should also follow us on Twitter at Two Guys Dwayne and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks so much for listening. Catch you next week. It's that infinite, fill in the gap synonyms. Extract minerals, twisted and dash cinnamon. Flavorful, neighbor sniffing from the kitchen. We cooking up that supreme rap and then we dish it. Yo. Your attention's on the fire. Cause on the mic, I call experience. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. I'm like a giant. Nobody move. Yeah. Don't even sleep. Ready to ill. Ready to get it. Ready to kill. Ready to ill. Ready to kill. Yeah. I'm like a giant. 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 I'm like a giant.